Welcome to the show. You can watch and subscribe to the Project FIA TV show on YouTube. Drop comments and questions to us on the podcast via Twitter. Our handle is Project FIA. And now sit back, relax, and enjoy. This is Project FIA Goes PC. Hello there. I'm just giving a dramatic pause to make you think that it's not working properly. This is episode 112, 112 of FIA Goes PC. As always, I am your host, Rebel Zen, a.k.a. Danny Hale. And I'm live, sort of, from the treehouse with no leaves, on my own. No one else is here. No one else is present. It's just me. As promised, this will be the first of many uncensored episodes before we get Winifred, our producer, say hello. Hello. Back. Oh, wow. What was that? Hi. I'm still here. What? Yeah. My flight was cancelled. How long have you been here? (laughs) Yeah. I thought you were in Hong Kong. No. That's disappointing. My plans were foiled. Ah, to keep them fresh. It's like a packed lunch. Packed plans of lunch. Was that packed up, ready to go? Mm Mm-hmm. I was packed up, ready to go. We shouldn't put foil on anything (sighs) because it'll trigger off all the metal detectors, Mm -hmm. of which there's at least five at most airports these days. They're searching for gold. They're searching for gold. I'm convinced. You know, because they cranked everything up, uh, TSA, especially in America. They're looking for gold. Yeah. So that's why you have to take your shoes off. You might have gold on them, especially if you're a hip-hop star. They have gold and everything, apparently. So you're here. I am. That's news. I thought you'd gone. I thought I would have gone by now. Maybe you're not. Maybe I'm channeling you. Maybe you're a Jedi ghost. You know, like at the end of Star Wars, there's always a Jedi ghost? Sure. Like a hologram? No. A ghost. There's a hologram as well, but it's not that. Okay. Yeah, there's there's a ghost. They go boo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're, they're like the Jedis that return. They're not really dead. They're just more transparent. They're honest in their death. They're transparent. Yeah. <laughs> they don't lie anymore. They, they can't. Um, but you're still here. That's good. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize. You didn't? No, no, no. I've already set up a bunch of stuff that I shouldn't have set up. It's naughty. Oh. Yeah. What now? Oh, you'll find out <laughs> over the next couple of weeks because you're here. <laughs> I'd set up street parties and things like that for all the squirrels mm-hmm. who are in hibernation, which is a nightclub around these here parts. Hibernation, hibernation the nightclub. Yeah. Well, it's night and day. It goes on forever until it's warmer. And then they come out. It's kind of like a lock-in. Okay. A lot of animals go into it. It's a winter it. lock-in. It's a winter <laughs> lock-in, you know. Uh, yeah. So they gather all of this stuff that they need. Mm-hmm. And then they enter the nightclub. The doors lock. Yeah. It's like they're quarantined. Somewhat. I mean, animals do that. Yeah. You know? That's why they don't get viruses. That's a lie. <laughs> they do. Um, especially bats, apparently. But uh, speaking of bats... Spiders, uh, Spider-Man, mm-hmm. uh, No Way Home. No Way Home? Yeah, followed by Spider-Man, Home is Far Away. Mm-hmm. Followed by Spider-Man, Home, home is Where the Heart Is. <laughs> followed by Miles Morales, Spider-Man, Hanging Out With My Home Is. Okay. <laughs> pretty sure. That's a good one. Pretty sure that's the, uh, the future of Marvel. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, conversations happening about that in the last two weeks. It's been released at the cinema. We haven't gone and seen it, so I can't really comment on it, but it looks exciting. Mm. A lot of cameos from everyone who's anything to do with the Spider-Man universe, which is exciting, mm. and I would like to see it. My niece saw it, and she hadn't seen any of the prior ones, mm. and she somehow followed it. That's my oldest niece, Becky, so hello. Hi, Becky. <laughs> She's not here. No, I'm prompting you. Oh, what? You got to say hello but to I'm her. I'm not Becky. No, you got to talk to her. Uh, uh, what? Yeah, she listens to you. She doesn't Hi, Becky. listen to me. There you go, see? Okay. So she now knows that we've acknowledged her. Uh, she went to see it and she understood it, apparently. And these, these kids just go on YouTube. Like most films are spoiled on YouTube. Mm. So you don't need to see them, essentially. What I love about this, and I just wanted to talk about this, Marvel is one of these brands that likes to keep everything lock and key and takes the security of their stories so seriously yeah that people are sworn to secrecy quite a lot of the time 
and there was more um, questions for old members of the Spider-Man universe, Andrew Garfield being one of them, for the last two years, mm. trying to see if he could leak information that he was going to be in this new one as a rumor and stuff like this, and he couldn't say it. And I just find it to be so silly mm. because it's leaked almost straight away. You know, someone will see him on set, you'll see a photograph. It's time of the internet. You can't really keep secrets. No. <laughs> and I'm talking about politicians. Mm. It's a time of the internet. You can't keep secrets. <laughs> just so you know. We all know. We all know that Boris Johnson's really Batman. <laughs> Is he? We all know. <laughs> yeah, he tries so hard to not be Batman. Okay. He'd be a very weird Batman. That would be a very strange his hair's pretty much luminous so (laughs) i'm not sure how that'd work anyway really excited about the new batman i have said that there's more sort of footage coming out Mm -hmm. Uh, they did a batman catwoman trailer really cool and the new trailer for doctor strange 2 which is like something about multiverses or Mm -hmm. madness of the multiverse or something like this or multiverse madness or Marvel's going down in madness. That was the thing. Marvel Madness is a video game once upon a time <laughs> on the spectrum. God, I'm old. Um, yeah, that's coming out. The, the That's sort of connected to Spider-Man. Right. Yeah. So maybe it'll be Strange Spider-Man soon. I don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's all good. It's all Marvel. And, and this means that we're closer to an end because Marvel's releasing movies that it's held back mm. two years. <laughs> Normality is a... On the <laughs> on the up and up. Is that what you're trying to say? No. Reality is close to coming back. Uh to I, I was gonna say, uh, is the light at the end of the tunnel? I don't know, it depends on the tunnel. <laughs> the tunnel of twenty twenty. Well, that could be like a wormhole, or it could be a black hole. Mm. Or it could That's be That's true, then there'll be some time travel involved. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Like there is every time you uh, go to Hong Kong from here. Mm. Time travel. There is involved. a yeah. Huge time zone travel. Yeah, you, could you imagine what it would be like if you could actually travel light years? How bad the jet lag would be. Oh man. <laughs> That's what's never discussed in Star Trek. Yeah. You yeah. got all these Star Trek things going for realism, but no one ever talks about interstellar jet lag. <laughs> it's gotta suck because you're like 25 billion years into the future, or sometimes you mm. know. Yeah, no one. Let's say if you're listening, uh, people behind Star Trek, um, you should really fit that into the storyline. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't that be great? Like it'd take a whole season of Discovery, as in Star Trek Discovery, not the Discovery Channel, mm-hmm. which is all about Star Trek, obviously. No. Star Trek Discovery Channel. <laughs> that's a whole thing. Um, to talk about jet lag in interstellar travel. Yeah. But wouldn't. Body clocks be a bit different by them. I don't know. Because I mean, <laughs> I think the one thing that doesn't evolve is body clocks. Honestly, mm. why don't birds get jet lag? They travel. They emigrate. They do emigrate. Yeah. Yeah, they don't get jet lag. It's in real time to them. It's in real time for us, but they don't get jet lag. Do you think there's a place they stop? Because one of the biggest things Canadian geese come to here. Yeah. Which is a huge trip. It is. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder if there's a pit stop. Well, the ocean, <laughs> I suppose. Pretty big one. Uh, iceberg somewhere, you yeah. know, chilling out, literally. Um, but yeah, so that would be the craziest and most boring. Can, this is what I always wanted to do. I always wanted to do realism. You know how Marvel does its multiverses and mm-hmm. they've got this whole what if scenario, like what if Thor was friends with Thanos or something? Right. It's not quite that stupid but what if you mm. know it's the whole thing the premise sells itself i always wanted to do realistic marvel you know like bruce banner gets exposed to gamma rays and then slowly disintegrates over the next three weeks but i'm just saying i kind of feel like we should get there with right. everything okay. like there, there has to be an anorak version of star trek anorak. Where, yeah where it's just based on realities you know be quite a lot like the new telescope that's gone up in the old spacey sky where you can watch it's the web telescope don't know spider-man officiated <laughs> yeah web web uh, of Sp- yeah what? yeah no it's a telescope you made out of webs also have you noticed how many superheroes are scientists 
Yeah. Bruce Banner is. Right? Yeah. He's a scientist. Yeah. Peter Parker is. No, he isn't. Yes, he is. He was a journalist. No, he's a, he's he's a, a scientist. No, he's a scientist. A student journalist. He's a scientist. Photographer. He's a scientist. His whole major is a science. Tony Stark. He's a scientist. Tech giant. No, he's not. He's normal size. <laughs> okay. I hate that expression when they say tech giant because the only tech giant I know is Optimus Prime. <laughs> he's massive. He, he could fight Godzilla. Mm. I, sw- I watched them in the last two weeks. Sorry, it's been... I'll just say this to the folks listening. It's been two weeks where it just feels like it's been three years due to all the drama of you going, not going, staying and not staying and me thinking that you're a Jedi ghost the whole time. Mm. Honestly, think finally this treehouse is haunted. Got a bit of personality by you. But it turns out that you never left. No. So I'm disappointed. Why are you glowing blue? Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Maybe that's just my eyesight going weird. Yeah, so... I watched King Kong, Skull mm. Island, right? Got to say, as an island, doesn't look much like a skull. They okay. tried, but right. it doesn't really look like one to me. It just looks like a mess. And then I watched Godzilla, the sequel, King of Monsters. Okay. Which has got Mothra, the ever-living. It's not called that. It's Mo- that that's a Thundercats pun. <laughs> and uh, I'm such a dork. I've just realized this about myself. <laughs> And uh, yeah, that was interesting. It was slightly better than the Brian Cranston-led first one. Okay. Which I I actually like Brian Cranston in the first mm. one. He was amazing as Godzilla. Should have no, won an Academy Award. I couldn't even tell it was him. The makeup was incredible. <sighs> I mean, how they got him to be the size of the well, it was big. I'm not sure how big he is. His perspective, like 250 feet, Godzilla. No one's measured him. It's a hard thing to measure Godzilla. I think there's like a group of um, geeks online who actually mathematically and scientifically try to measure like monsters, like if they fought each other, who would win and actually talk about like mass velocity and and the comparisons. Well, that's just lost the audience. (laughs) They were hooked on what I was talking about, but they're lost on what you are. Um, yeah, so no. I don't know how tall Godzilla is, but they would know. Larger... Than a basketball player in the NBA is what larger I'm than life. Larger than most buildings <laughs> in Tokyo because mm. he smashes them like they're nothing. Okay. Yeah, but uh, Godzilla, as you know, is an ambassador of Tokyo. We saw him a lot when we we're out there. Yep. There was a statue. We we've got to wait for Pete to talk there about There were a that. couple, but the one in particular that we wanted to talk to that you never talk about. No, I'm waiting for the right time. For the right time. And okay. Pete will be here one day and it'll this be the, the right longest time. cliffhanger ever. Well, I'm not sure about that. Depends. There's a lot of cliffhangers. And if you played them in slow motion, they'd be pretty long. <laughs> I'll tell you what's a really long cliffhanger. Like when you get to, say, the end of a season, like Money Heist, for mm-hmm. example, and then you have to wait a year mm. for it to end. Yep. That's a long cliffhanger. But yeah. The Godzilla thing I was going to say, King of Monsters, interesting. Right. Enjoyed it. Skull Island felt all over the place to me. It felt like someone wanted to make Apocalypse Now featuring a massive gorilla. Mm. It was interesting. Probably the best in the series so far, I think. They gave a lot more personality to King Kong because he's an expressive gorilla. Okay. And he's a gorilla fighter. So you never see him coming. Even though he's so big, he's a gorilla fighter. He's a gorilla war specialist. Oh, guerrilla warfare. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's yeah. spelt differently. Is it? Yeah. I don't understand. Isn't that just the no, Mexican G-U-E. way of spelling it? Well, that's Not incorrect. G-O- I want to pass mass without spelling. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> maths, plural. Yeah, I, what? Do you know why we call it maths in England, not math? Because it's mathematics. Yeah, it's a plural. Yes, a I plural know. word. So yeah. we got that right too. But if so, you're going to shorten it, you might as well... Well, what I'm trying to do here, and this is a great tangent that we're on, is I'm trying to represent the United Nations. You know how they do United Nations simulators in most sitcoms? Yes. Parks and Rec did it. Community did it. Yep. We're doing it right now. You're Are representing we? America because, you know... American. Your nationality is defined by your accent. <laughs> and I'm representing the UK, so it means I've already lost. <laughs> but... <laughs> But what I like to say is, you know, when we talk English, we still have 
onus to say that it's probably called English because we kind of created it. It's very controversial, but I think that's true. So mathematics is a plural, so it's maths, you see? And aluminium is aluminium, not aluminum, because that's wrong. Um, I'm going to argue that language is an ever-evolving thing, and therefore it doesn't matter what it's called, as long as people use it, it's correct. Well, it's, that's fantastic. So I can <laughs> spell anything the way I want to spell it and only, pronounce it the way I want to pronounce it. Only if it's accepted by the mass population. Yes. That's how colloquialisms are coined. There's not a big enough population in the population of personalities <laughs> I have in my head. So I win. This is actually quite realistic UN perspective. This, this is <laughs> how I imagine the G8 goes. Or the G7, or the G5, or the G6. How many Gs are there? It depends how many countries participate. It sounds like a boy band. <laughs> it really does. G8, the great eight, you know. Makes me think of V8. Like and the drink. The, the engine. The drink. Or the engine. <laughs> There's an engine called a V8. Yeah. It's operated by tomato juice. Yeah, yeah. obviously. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Eco Warriors. Yay. Um, Eco Warriors never really make sense. What? Because how do you become an eco-warrior? Like, literally? What do you do? And just recycling more than everyone else's <laughs> spears? Or do you use the recycling to make spears? Is all your weaponry made out of recycled plastics? Mm. Exactly. You don't know. And are you defending the air and the sea? I mean, you could be fighting people who are not eco-aware. What? What's a not-eco person? Like what? What's the term like, for a non-eco-friendly, mm, like jackass? Yeah. <laughs> is that is that it? Just regular jackass and an eco warrior? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. These are really like heightened things. Environmentally unfriendly people. In uh, anti-environment, would you say anti-environmentalists? It seems mm. a lot longer than eco-friendly. No, I I think it's more like just people who don't care. I always thought. Do you remember the Sega? Mega Drive. No. Were you aware of this? No. Or the Genesis? No. Sega had a console called the Genesis. Okay. It was made in seven days. <laughs> right? <laughs> was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the start, it was very dark. Right? And then by the end of it, it was light because someone plugged it in. <laughs> it's a whole thing. I don't know if you know about it. Well, the Mega Drive, as we called it in the UK, we didn't call it Genesis, probably because of that reason. <laughs> Too much confliction with the band that Phil Collins fronted after Peter Gabriel left. Or the Bible, <laughs> that small thing, okay. right? And the Sega Genesis had a game on it called Echo the Dolphin. So I was always thinking that eco-friendly people were just friends of dolphins. Oh. And an eco-warrior is a bunch of Wasn't roaring Echo dolphins. Was Echo spelt E-C-O then? No, it had two C's. ECCO. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because when you when you said echo the dolphin, I thought it was E C H O. Oh, didn't you hear me? Like echo, echo, echo. There you go. <laughs> See? See, there's a bit of reverb. So anyway, I thought it was that for many years. Right. Because I was a moron. And then I grew up. <laughs> I never thought that. This is a joke. We weren't talking about the environment when I was a kid. We didn't care. It was the eighties. We burnt everything. <laughs> didn't matter. Just burn it. Um, yeah. You know. Greta Th Th Thunberg? Thunberg. I don't know why I went Texas. <laughs> Greta Thunberg. Uh, she uh, would have hated the 80s. Mm. It's a good job she was born outside of the 80s. It's an even better job she was born outside the Industrial Revolution. She would have been hung as a witch. No, it's no. true, though. Can you imagine speaking against coal in that mm. period of time? Yeah. Mm. Mm. So... Well, where were we going? So we're still in the United Nations talking about topical <laughs> conversations such as Echo the Dolphin and uh, Echo Warriors. Uh, the other thing that, because that's a high-end thing now, isn't it? People don't really, they, they just fight for whatever, okay? I've been officially off social media for a long time now because I'm antisocial and <laughs> I don't like the media. So, mm -hmm. you know, surprisingly, I'm part of it doing this. But hey, that's the irony of life. So a lot of these things are quite, you know, it started off kind of like the vegan arguments. Now it's become centralized on climate change and the environment and just being mindful. All of that's good. And all of it was already there. It was called Captain Planet. Do you remember that? <gasps> Captain Planet, he's a hero. 
Gonna take potion down to zero. Sorry, folks. At home. <laughs> uh, I remember. I literally just. I remember. I spiritually left my body <laughs> at that point. I saw those uh, hallucinogenic owls everyone sees on DMT. I just saw them. It wasn't the greatest show, even, but I remember it. I don't even like mushrooms, like in any sense. And I just tripped out. So Captain Planet mm-hmm. was literally that. Mm-hmm. No one had a problem with it then. Mm-hmm. Because it was, you know, the 90s, early 90s. And we were still burning everything. We just didn't care back in those days. Um, CFC was the thing, wasn't it? The ozone layer. We have yes. discussed this. So if there's any kids out there that want a history lesson, CFC was the beginning We of really the worldwide sort of terrified kind of we're wrecking the ozone layer and all this stuff. And a lot of this thing is sort of stemmed from there. I think a lot of research came from the 70s. And we're still in that situation. The, the saddest thing is that I've learned is that recycling is very hit and miss. Some mm-hmm. countries are honest with it. Some countries make a massive raft in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Yep. Not everything can be recycled either. Which is a little like Coney Island, the island of traffic going, <laughs> uh near New York. We're in New York State. It's kind of like that, but it's called Trash Island. <laughs> And then there's Skull Island, where King Kong lives, right? which is a bunch of skulls that make an island. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's how it is. There's a Bermuda Triangle, right? Yeah. It's just floating in the sea. It's just a triangle. <laughs> just a triangle. Yeah. Well, like the instrument. It's just like someone from Bermuda was playing snooker, oh. and they were setting up all the balls, right? And they were kind of savage, because back in those days, when you played snooker in Bermuda... It, you know, it wasn't like defined like now. It was all tribal. People were playing tribal snooker, okay? Because that's the origins of snooker. And they're all tribal people. And each one represented a color of the balls that were on the thing. So you'd have a pink person, a red person, a yellow person, a black person, a brown person, <laughs> a green person. And obviously the white person that crushes all of them. Oh my god. Do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> you just post-colonialize the snooker game. No, this is what it used to be okay there was this was like the original g8 summit i have friends from bermuda yeah, yeah. and i'll tell you the same story <laughs> and so the guy is playing snooker he sets the balls up and then back in those days you didn't care what happened to anything this was prior to the 60s even so everyone was burning stuff and so they grabbed the triangle and threw it over the shoulder that sets the balls up right mm. threw it over the shoulder it caught the current and then got stuck in the ocean. It's there still, the Bermuda Triangle. It's magically just stayed in the ocean. It's a magical story of the origins of snooker. And you will see it <laughs> as a Disney film soon, I'm pretty sure. They'll do it. It's like Moana, but which is like about- Mona, spouting correctly, Moana. She was a Hawaiian war princess. Kind of like Mulan of Hawaii, I'm guessing. But what does the Bermuda Snooker Triangle have to do so, with all No, the- no, no. It's a Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, but how, Snooker's how different. It... Sneaker thought the story was so controversial that they've sep- they've distanced themselves from the yes, origin. But how does it like make the ships disappear? Because it's it's every snooker triangle, if thrown into the ocean, becomes this huge magnetic time pulse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like a portal. Um... It's got that mysterious power back in that. Well, it was inscribed with a lot of runes as well. I don't believe you. No, most people don't. Because <laughs> it's total fiction. Um, but the Bermuda Triangle, seriously, is just a triangle in the middle of the ocean, isn't it? No. There was a guy who was playing a fusion jazz band, Bermudan folk songs. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was kind of the hip 50s when jazz was forming as molecules in the atmosphere. And everyone was infected by jazz in Bermuda at this time. And in their band, it was a nine-piece jazz band. And one of them played the triangle right and he was playing a triangle with like different time scales and signal because you know mastering a triangle in an orchestra is one of the hardest gigs and he basically snapped the little string that you tie to your finger to dangle it off mm-hmm. right if you're like low budget as my orchestras were in junior school and that fell in the ocean and so the bermuda triangle is not the snooker that's 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 one theory that's one of the myths. But the actual truth is that it was from the orchestra that was creating Bermuda Jazz Fusion back in the 50s. And it fell into the ocean. And because of the uh, sonar, 
the vibrations, the vibrations of the waves go through the triangle and it resonates. <laughs> and so it messes with all the planes and the boats and everything like that. They, all their instruments don't work because mm. of the sonics of the one instrument in the Bermuda Ocean, the Pacific Ocean, <laughs> specifically Bermuda. Yeah, it's got nothing to do with the configuration of the triangle in the ocean. It's got nothing to do with that. So, yeah, it's all fascinating stuff, isn't it? Okay. I don't know why boats have instruments on them. What's the point? (laughs) I mean, if you've watched the Titanic, you know, that's a bad idea because the boat's going to sink because it's got a band on it that can play sad songs (laughs) in time of tragedy. If you didn't have any instruments on a boat, it would sail. Nothing tragic would happen. You never hear about the fishing boat that crashes into an iceberg, do you? Or the canoe. You never hear about that. You know, canoeing should be rebranded canoodling. Why? Because you should do Sudoku whilst you're doing canoeing. So you have to work your noodle whilst you're canoeing. Canoodling. Yeah. That doesn't even make sense. It makes about as much sense as a Bermuda Triangle does. (laughs) So, uh, any other life mysteries we need to discuss in our United Nations conference? Mm. What, what's what's current in our times? A lot of people are anti-vaxxing. Yes. They're not pro-vaxxing. They're anti-vaxxing. This is jealousy. Because if you're a pro-vaxxing person, you're really good at it. Like, you've made a career out of doing it. You're very professional with your vaccinations. If you're anti-vaxxing, it means you don't clean any rooms with a hoover or is that anti-vacuuming anti-vacuuming <laughs> i don't know some people have a problem with vacuums uh-huh. they can't deal with them that's why they create different theories like space is actually just a bar on a keyboard you know and uh like when you type in oh. just the space bar whenever <laughs> i press that i go into galactic it's really <laughs> annoying like i'll be typing an essay press that thing and I suddenly go in Interstellar and see Matthew McConaughey in the cupboard. Is that why it takes beads. you forever to like write an essay? Because every time you write one word, you have to press the space bar and then you're shot into space. I've been alive longer <laughs> not writing an essay than I have having written an essay. Isn't that crazy? Okay. Yeah. I yes. stopped writing essays. They got bad for my health. <laughs> and that was around 98 that I stopped writing essays. Mm. Yeah. But the anti-vaccine thing is a problem, mm. right? Mostly because uh, you really should keep your floors clean. That's what I think. Mm. We don't like to get political here, but we're having a political message. Yep, 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 yep. But instruments don't work in a Bermuda Triangle. So if you try and play the double bass drum, it won't work. It's all vibrations. I have a friend in Bermuda who uh, I believe the last time I checked up was um, lost in sea, <laughs> hunting lionfish because they've become invasive. You know those really scary looking like red and white fish that it looks like a dragon kind of a thing. Being from the non-tropics, <laughs> being from the Arctic Circle, uh, which we call the United Kingdom. I can honestly say I have no idea what a lionfish is, but it sounds quite a lot like a ferocious catfish. Like it's like a big catfish. Is that right? You're actually looking this up to show me. Yeah, the people at home can't see this. That just looks like a big red blob. Hmm. I failed to see how it looks like a lion. Well, it's called a lionfish, and it's maybe um, it's a lying fish. I believe it's venomous, but. They are basically overpopulating certain areas in Bermuda. Are they edible? Uh, I want to say no. I bet bet it's like puffer fish. I bet there's a way you can fry them. Oh, yeah. People do eat it. Mm. They don't look very appetizing, I have to say. Well, you have to cook it. It's not really a sashimi dish. No. That lionfish. So is it like a puffer fish? Does it have like uh, venom sacs in it? I don't know. I just know what it looks like. Yeah, you're showing me the picture that no one else can see. It's a very spiny looking thing. It is. But here's how you fix... See, problem is with things like this, like there's a boar problem. There's a wild boar problem in Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. There's lots in the USA. There's lots in California, Texas, and all these places have an epidemic of wild boars. 
that's only because your politicians are really uninteresting and we're just bored of them, <laughs> right? But if you're talking about the actual animal, the pigs, the wild pigs, yeah, that's just when police are misbehaving. No. You know? But when <laughs> when you're talking about the actual, like, you know when, you know that film that didn't come out, like Babe Goes Berserk? Babe Goes Berserk. Like Babe Goes Frickin' Nuts. That's the tagline. Because they leave it out yeah. on the farm and they don't talk to it and it goes wild. And then, you know, has... Isn't the sequel Babe in the City? I hope not. <laughs> like the pig. That's babe. literally what's happening in Hong Kong with yeah. the wild pigs. Yeah. The wild pig situation is this, right? We, this is what you need to do to quell the numbers. Set up a fast food chain that relies on pork. So non-kosher fast food chain. Sort of like the McDonald's of a bacon sandwich, right? And then you'll have no issue. And mm. you get to just kill them all, right? And it alone, it's like a pop-up fast food chain for a while, as long as stocks last. <laughs> With the lionfish, you should do the same thing. It's a hard thing because lionfish is, it's, it's not a, you know, it's not a small word. But you could do like a KFC equivalent. Mm. Only it'd be Bermuda. Bermuda fried lionfish. Mm. So B-F-L-F. <laughs> literally a, literally a bad Korean pop band right there <laughs> like a BTS which still sounds like a car mechanic thing to me your BTS is broken that'll BTS cost you, system that'll cost you 500 bucks <laughs> all dears the old ones like you know 500 bucks and a dough what yeah well we define our money mm-hmm. by dears by deer types think about it we're always talking about how many bucks we're spending no, not in the UK. And then I earn my dough. You get it. So, <sighs> yeah. I don't like don't that Don't breathe joke. deeply. <laughs> it's, it's a fact. But money is actually what about ideas. quid? Uh, that's a squid without an S. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> There's actually a really boring financial program here in the UK that's on around 10 o'clock at night called Quid Game. <laughs> and they get is it about the economics and financial situation they got a lot of it workers and uh stockbrokers right and they get them to play games it's pointless yeah so uh that answers your question there um yeah that's, that's what it is most of the stock market is that when you really think about it <laughs> but um yeah going back to your construct of uh yeah this see being in the United Nations, we haven't had one of these meetings since we filmed uh, season one of FIA. When you had the GR8. Yeah, when we had the GR8 summit because we couldn't get done with copyright fraud. Um, we're now, it was great. We're now having a United Nations simulation between two countries. <laughs> so <laughs> obviously there's been a vote of uh, no confidence from <laughs> every other nation. No one, no. <laughs> no one wants to join no this one. No one wants one. to join but our audience is happy. They're, they're enjoying our solutions, I'm sure, uh, either that or uh, they're phoning their psychologists. I don't know, but they're doing something. And, you know, we're, we're trying to solve the world's problems here, right? So you, you're telling me a friend in Bermuda has a problem with lionfish. They're mm-hmm. a, a pest. Well, the solution is just, a, like I said, pop up fast food restaurant, make mm-hmm. it a food craze. It's kind of like kale. No one likes kale. Yeah. It's an invasive species yeah. of plant. So everyone just eats it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just just salad. just lie. Just say that it's got some sort of health benefit. Well, that tends to be the case, right? In terms of food trends, the food trend happens partly because of health reasons, but mainly because there's like a bumper crop. Yeah, or, you know, like they just don't know what else to do with it. Yeah, like, otherwise it'll just go bad. Things like arugula, which is rocket here in the UK and Europe, mm-hmm. uh, space rocket. Any kind of rocket. Um, that is a weed, essentially. Mm-hmm. All right. And kale, I feel, is a similar thing. And so it's just a really clever way. Oh, this has got loads of iron in it. Let's sell it. And it becomes a how thing, you see? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the phrase superfood is essentially misleading because all food has different nutrients, but there's no one food that is quote unquote super. And none of it comes from Krypton. <laughs> what? Yeah, none of it came. Because that would suck. Can you imagine that, Phil? 
like if Superfood was the movie, right? Yeah. And so you have this big suspense. UFO gets thrown into the earth after Krypton blows up and you open up the capsule and it's a head of lettuce. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And you're just like, and some acai berries and a few <laughs> and a few kale leaves and then whatever else, uh, uh, a couple of avocados. And then you realize that an alien just threw all of their groceries that they didn't want at your planet when their planet blew up. Yeah. And it does nothing. It's, it's, I mean, it's, you know, it's as good as spinach. <laughs> We've already got that. Yeah. I don't know where this is going. I'm just saying like, that would be a really bad film, wouldn't it? This is why no one should make movies about food. Um, like Sausage Party. Seth Rogen, if you listen. Mm. Should make it. I couldn't get through like five minutes of that film. No. It's too unrealistic. Uh, food doesn't talk. You shouldn't play with it either. Okay. It's mean. It cheats at Monopoly. I don't know if you've ever played with food, but when you do, <laughs> it, it always cheats. It's really annoying. So yeah, Superfood would be a bad film. I'm telling this because, you know, everyone's listening. I've mentioned a couple of movies coming out, Marvel and stuff like this, in this here UN meeting of ours. And, you know, they're running out of ideas first. This is why every Spider-Man's in the latest Spider-Man film. You know, mm. because they're running, it's like, we've got all of this old stock. Yeah. The actors are still alive. They still look like they're 12 in most cases. Let's put them all together while we can, you know. It's very clever, I think, because I've I've only seen the footnotes and the, a couple of trailers and previews and some reviews and stuff. I've I've seen no major spoilers, but everyone knows spoilers are so paramount. Whenever you see a chat show or whatever, everyone mentions it. Yeah. So, I just feel like it's a very clever thing to unite all Spider-Man. That's mm -hmm. a really clever because you can in that world. That's yeah. what Into the Spider-Verse did, and I feel like. When they made Into the Spider-Verse, it was so popular that it kind of gave them an idea to cross a bridge with Sony and MCU. I yeah. think it's really clever business. Yeah. It was getting a bit annoying, I think, when they would keep rebooting Spider-Man and then, you know, have a new actor. And you're like, well, it's, why? It's why? almost an accidental gift. And now, yeah, they've sort of tied everything together. They couldn't do it with Bond. You'd have like 360 <laughs> old blokes, some yeah. of them dead. So they'd have to be those CGI ghosts that they make. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like you are right now in the treehouse because you're am. actually in Hong Kong. I'm not. Yes, you Why are. Why are you confusing me? Because you went through, uh, you know, the Matrix. Yeah. Do you? No. <laughs> Do you know it personally? <laughs> um, the Matrix has a fourth film. Yes. I'm not sure how. Resurrections. Yeah. I only needed one. Made the point in one. But it's, yeah, it's cool. I'm I'm really glad because I love Keanu. Mm -hmm. I think Keanu is amazing. He should be president. Yeah. Of Bermuda. Um <laughs> Or England. He's half British. Mm -hmm. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. His yeah. mom's English. You, you know, so when you see Keanu act, right? Yeah. Everyone accuses him or did accuse him early on of being wooden. That's just the British part of him. Really? I think so. Have you met have you met British people? <laughs> Can't tell the difference between them and trees, mostly. You know, they just. Is that why you camouflage so well? The stiff upper lip thing. You know, the stiff upper lip thing is because our faces are made out of wood. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I got no idea what I'm saying. Keanu is half. He's, he's really interesting. So he's half British mm. from his mom's side. Yeah. His dad is half Chinese. Yeah. Or Chinese. And therefore, he's half Chinese. Mm -hmm. I forget. It's one of them. Mm. He's uh he's a fascinating dude. Raised in Hawaii. That's why he's cool. And his name's really unique. Yeah. I never knew anyone else called Keanu apart from an animated cat movie. I'm sure there are a lot more Keanu's now because of well, him. Yeah, there's a footballer. Mm. I was playing FIFA 22, which is out a year in advance. Very optimistically because the world could have ended, but it's out a year in advance. Mm -hmm. It's been out for a while now. It feels old. I wonder if names come back uh, into popularity because of, you know, stories and stuff. Like well, it's such a Hawaiian. Hermione but it's a Hawaiian name, yeah. you see. So it's very Hawaiian sure. as a name. Uh, he made it iconic. It's kind of like Kiefer, as in Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A.K.A. Jack Bauer. If you mm -hmm. don't know who that is, 24. Look it up. It's a vintage TV show by this day <laughs> and age. Um, he was also in Designated Survivor. But he was really famous in the 80s mm. when I was a wee lad in films like Lost Boys. And then we almost found the boys. And then the sequel to that is 
Lost and Found, <laughs> Boys. And then it was Boys in the Wood, Boys in the Hood, <laughs> Boys in the Band, Boys Outside <laughs> of the Band, Band Boys Everywhere, Band of Brothers, <laughs> Banjo, and the Boys That Were Found. It, there's a lot of sequels. You know, the 80s had a lot of sequels. Like it had Halloween. Then yeah. I had Halloween 2. Yes. They weren't very inventive with the Halloweens, were they? Halloween no. 3. Same with Scream. Scream 1, Scream <laughs> Again, Scream for Your Dinner, Scream for Your Supper, Scream for the Morning Sun, The Sound of Scream, <laughs> Scream If You Know What I Did Last Summer, Scream If You're Aware That I'm Covered in Ice Cream, and Ice Cream, which was the Apple movie. I had that for a while. Ice what? cream. Oh. Ice cream. Okay. It was an iPod exclusive <laughs> on iFilm or iMovie. Uh. I eat is a good takeaway service that I had for a while. I, I stand on my head mm-hmm. to do yoga. There was that app for a while, you know. I everything. I I. <laughs> yeah, it's like the <laughs> stage of AI. I I. <laughs> It's all digital. It's I.I. actually. I.I. Yeah, they had I.I. They had I.O.I. And then they had I.O.I.O.I. That's the digital thing. I.O.I.O.I.O.I.O.I. You could say it's one and O's. Oh, right. Yeah. One and O's. We're back to the Matrix then. Are we? Yeah. Well, you know about the Matrix. What about the Matrix? You just know about it. We're in the Matrix. We're not. There's definitely no way we're in the Matrix. I'll tell you why. Why? It's not green tinted. Your view isn't green tinged. This room I've is I've got to be honest, tinted. our actual studio here does look like I'm in that scene where it's <laughs> Mr. Anderson. In one of your lives, you're a green grocer trying to be a professional skateboarder. In the other life, you're a cyberkinetic monkey junkie. One of these lives has a few... That, that whole scene. Yeah. Don't know why I channel TV <laughs> weaving. Um, yeah, that, that was pretty good. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> No, oh, he, he lives inside me. He's one of the people. <laughs> you know Legion, the series that was short-lived? Yeah. Yeah, it's based on me. That was a pretty Interesting. manic film. Well, people who don't know, because people watched it. Series, sorry. Yeah, it was a series. Mm. Or, Aubrey Plaza. I, I said her name is Audrey. I do apologize. It's Aubrey. With a B. With a B. With a B. It's Aubrey with a B. <laughs> That was Australian. You sound Australian. <laughs> Aubrey Plaza, who was in Legion, very famous for Parts of Recreation. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an interesting show. It's loosely tied to Marvel. Again, it's the son of Charles Xavier, mm. a.k.a. Professor X from the X-Men, who were all once men, but they're not anymore. <laughs> so it's a the whole series. <laughs> it's a whole series about... Transmorphia, did you not know that? Like, trans, yeah, because they're really forward thinking. <laughs> X Men now mostly women, yeah, it's true. In fact, it's not untrue because Ellen Page, who's now Elliot Page, yeah, was, was one of the X Men, yeah, but she's she started as a girl and became a guy, yeah, Elliot. That's crazy. She was also in ET as a character, Elliot, mm. it's a big famous Elliot thing, different Elliot. What? They're all the same, Elliot. <laughs> Isn't that right? Isn't that the belief in reincarnation? Everyone that's got your name is actually a former you. That's why I kill all the Daniels in the world when I meet them. <laughs> what is this, the one? It could be. That's what I'm aiming for. Are you the one? I don't know. I'm a one. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel was a name in the 80s and 90s that was like all the naughty kids all over the UK. Really? It's a really famous name that every kid that was misbehaving had. Mm-hmm. I was very good. Why was everyone called Daniel? Uh, I don't know. Was there Karate like a kid? TV show? Oh, yeah. I'm not sure. There you go. Yeah, Cobra Kai, <laughs> as the kids call it this day and age. Karate Kid. Yeah. That's a very fascinating legacy story, isn't it? The new series of that's come out. Yes. This is where the United Nations go to. After you've talked about world crisis, which no one really cares about. <laughs> they talk about. And you can't really fix. They start talking about what they're watching on yeah. TV these days, which isn't even a thing. TV isn't a thing. No. The flat screen, Netflix streaming service doesn't mm-hmm. have the same ring. We also always said we're watching the telly tonight. Yeah. We're catching a show. Well, the television as a device is not restrictive anymore because like you can say I'm watching television, but you're watching... 
you're watching a television program on your phone. Well, so it's when, not television, when we were growing up, um, and you've heard this story from every old relic, I'm sure, you know, we didn't have the advantages that the kids of this day and age had. So when we were watching TV, they hadn't developed any shows for them. So we would literally just watch the TV. It wasn't plugged in, no, no power. <laughs> it was just there. And it was only until The Ring came out that we actually saw any action. Uh, and that was the first girl, it's in the Guinness Book of Records, first female to ever crawl out of a television <laughs> uh, who lived in a different dimension. Um, and that's why there was a lot of bad press um, for wine that year. It was a bad year for wine, so the press was bad. Uh, the bad press was <laughs> that TV is really bad for your health because it, it leads you to meet Sayako, who is a vengeful spirit that kills you, you see. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you know, uh, nowadays, the kids don't know how easy they've got it. Mm. Uh, everything's at your fingertips. Uh, with telekinesis powers, it's there faster than <laughs> it used to be. Uh, if you don't have telekinesis powers, it's, it's more the same. It depends where you position stuff. But uh, virtual reality is the next step. Mm-hmm. Which is a it's a weird name, isn't it? It's almost like it's never going to be reality. It's kind of a, it's almost there. It's virtually reality. Yeah, it's not absolute reality. It's almost reality. So what they should really market is beyond reality, mm. which is you know a black mirror hallucinogenics <laughs> and stuff. And that's, that's that already exists beyond reality. Yeah, reality as good as our reality is where it's going. That's a long mouthful. Black Mirror. Not very catchy. Black Mirror. I, I feel Black Mirror is, um, some people like it. A lot of people like it. Mm. A lot of people think it's forward thinking. Uh, I personally am not a big fan. Mm. Mostly because you can't see your reflection. <laughs> so I'm painted it black. <laughs> I'm guessing they're a vampire. Uh-huh. Vampires, you can't see vampires in a reflection. I don't know why that is. No one's really explained it. They tried to in various ways, but mm, who cares? So, um, I said that we need a show about werewolves and vampires not so long ago. Yes. And just so you all know, listening, I have the power of a UN uh, ambassador of my country and forest. And so there's a French series that's hit Netflix this week called Vampires. And then there's this whole thing about like werewolves, like camping with the werewolves or looking for werewolves in the... So you're just predicting the shows that are coming... Yeah. Because no one wants, like, the thing is, like, they're the solid bets, right? Yeah. Like, every culture's got a story. The French one does look very French. Um, by that, I mean everyone in it's wearing a beret. They're no. wearing a bicycle, and they've got onions around in there. No. And they're eating baguettes. Uh, you, know? Um, you know the show Emily in Paris? No, I don't. Of course you wouldn't. That's been come under fire. Uh, yeah, because she's not actually in Paris. It no, was filmed in Canada, because right? of all of the... Uh, Stereotypes. Stereotypes. European stereotypes, specifically. Well, she's actually English, yeah. uh, the lead in that. Mm. Emily. Yes. <laughs> the actress is actually... That's not a show that really has... It's a, a bubblegum show. Yeah, but so... it's not a catch to me. It's like Emily's in Paris, so yeah. Ted's in London. <laughs> Brian's in Morocco. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. No? I don't know why I went city then country. That's a problem. Brian's in Tel Aviv. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, where's Cedric? Cedric is an entertainer. Um, anyway, uh, mm, this went off topic real fast. So yeah. we, we, we'd like to end this United Nations simulation, which we've been very, this is literally what it's like when politicians sit down and talk to each other. Is it? I, well, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I don't think you should ever talk to a politician. I think if you talk to a politician, you end up regressing it. Mm. Mostly because, look, here's a breakdown of a political conversation. You can ask me anything, right? Now, ask me anything. Mostly ask me something that has a yes or no answer. Like, you, you know, like, what is your name? Um, uh, no, 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 no. Is your name Daniel? Like, because, you know, uh, yeah, like journalists, clo- sure, like clo- what is your name? Okay. Isn't it yes? And okay, my name okay. is yes. No. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll right, right. So it's like a lie detector. This is how journalists talk okay. to politicians, so, like a lie detector test. Uh, have you had dinner yet? Well, technically, in principle, I believe that I've had something that could be quantified as dinner. But really, is it? 
How about yourself? <laughs> That's true, because if you just woke up, it would be your breakfast. Next question. <laughs> um, do you exist? Again, technically it's hard to really answer that question. So tomorrow, when we have compiled all of the uh, documents, I can answer that. But right now, the answer is pending. You neither exist nor... It's technically not so uncomfortable commenting on at this point. <laughs> no comment. This is... Do you know why this has happened? Why? Because most politicians in the world right now are former lawyers. And this is how lawyers... Because yes. lawyers can't commit to a goddamn thing. Yes. Because if lawyers commit to anything, then they're liable, right? Yes. And so all politics is evolving into this kind of courtroom thing. It never used to be like that. It used to be real... Like if you go to Cromwell and these... Cause Oliver Cromwell was heavily documented on Sky News once upon a time. Of course, he wasn't because we had no news. But if you think about the kind of yays and nays that used to happen in Parliament or around the world, it was more direct, you know. Yeah. It was, it, there was a lot more blood <laughs> letting yeah. and cross and, you know, everyone was raging. Now it's all how to avoid a question rather than answer it, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder if that is... because. A lot of people get so infuriated with politics because it's got that lawyer scenario. So, yeah. Because Biden was a former attorney. Was he? Yeah. Oh. Did you not know that? Um. See, this is a classic example at the United Nations where you end your United Nations meeting with the UK knowing more about the USA than the USA mm. is about itself. Just putting it out there. Talking about the like lawyer language. It just and you me... just completely ignored that. <laughs> like an, uh, a true American. Well, then you should feel proud. <laughs> I was th I was trying to look something up. That's why. Oh, um, you got distracted by your own I invention. I see. I, I see what you did there. You're, you're rubbing it in. You're talking about lawyer language. And uh, <laughs> it reminded me of this, this image I saw, which is like a uh, Merry Christmas from your lawyer. And you have the usual, I wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. But then there's like a red marker pen adding certain things. And it turns into, I wish you but in no way guarantee a reasonably Merry Christmas and or festive period, including but not limited to a reasonably happy New Year crossed out 12 months from the date hereafter. Well, see, this is, you know how everyone looks for signs of the apocalypse? Yeah. And I'm going to leave everyone on this for two weeks to stew over because I always like to end our podcast on an apocalyptic kind of way. Okay. Okay. And when you consider the apocalypse, one of the signs is you take the two in principle professions that you should never trust anyone who has. So a lawyer or a politician mm -hmm. and you merge them. Mm -hmm. So they become one and the same thing. That's one of the signs of the apocalypse. And on that note, adjourned. We shall be back in two weeks. Wynn will have materialized into a full solid human being from a Jedi blue-tinged transparent ghost, hopefully. Otherwise, she's literally a spirit, and that's kind of creepy. We will be back in two weeks, folks. Take care, stay safe, and uh, happy new year. Happy 2022. A lot of twos and a zero.